The meaning is that the Christian confession demands that the entire bent of one's mind be changed. The entire clause may be rendered as permit God to change you inside, your inside, by giving you a completely new mind or by making your mind and your heart completely different. Welcome to God's Love Language, a podcast designed for Christian discipleship with emphasis on developing our relationship and fellowship with God. Now, here is our host, Joe Enlow. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, brothers and sisters. Glad you could make it back. Good news. Our website is brand new and up and running. A lot more functional for us. We can have you sign up with your emails so that you can get direct feedback from us, or you can talk to us, give us feedback, like us, look up some of the things that we're about, and see what our goals are, and get in touch with me directly. I'd appreciate it if you check it out. That's godslovelanguage.com. What, you, what subjects that you would like to talk about in the future? I'd be glad take up some of those. Today is our final episode on renewing our minds, but that's kind of tricky because we never ever finish renewing our minds. We're always working on it. So even though this series gives you a grasp on how to get started as a Christian and really make your devotion real to God, this series has helped, tried to help you to do that. We get started, we'll finish it off today. But we'll always talk about it a little bit down the road because, like I said, renewing your mind isn't a one-time thing. It's a constant, ongoing process. Okay, so be aware that renewing your mind is a continual process. It never ends. We are a chosen generation living in a sinful and God-hating world. You must be on your toes and on your guard. That is one of the reasons we must be in a relationship and fellowship with God. It is, as much as possible, a constant dialogue with God. We, You know, we pray. It includes prayer. We do some reflection. We're no walking. We're talking with God on the beach or whatever it may be. We're reading His Word or reading a book about God or some of the apostles or maybe some of the characters in the Bible. We listen to it maybe on tape, listen to a podcast, and then there's interaction with like-minded other Christians. Or you can even share your faith with your family, friends, or other individuals. Remember, that's a good way to do it. Because to teach it once is to have learned it twice. So don't get take any chance you get to talk with others, family, and friends about it. Just don't get hostile with anybody. You never know everything fully. It's one thing I've learned while being in seminary is, holy smoke, I had no idea that's what that meant makes you feel inadequate that you thought you knew something. Then people pointed out some truths, and it's like, man, I, I don't understand how I could be so far off, or it makes me feel like I really don't know anything. So you'd never know everything, because if you did, I'd, I'd advise you to write a book, and we can all live by it. You never know everything. Even, even these professors in seminaries, they don't know it all. They just know what they know as of right now, because God continually reveals the truths 
kind of peels back the onion layers of his word. It takes being in a particular type of mind to understand certain things. And not everyone knows everything. Thank God. Except God himself. Now, to finish off about renewing your mind, our two main verses, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, I appeal to you, therefore, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. And do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of the mind in order that you may discern the will of God, that which is good, pleasing, and perfect. That's a little bit about what I said that your God always kind of reveals because the more Christ-minded or the more you renew your mind, the more you, you go, oh, okay, now I understand what that means. Now that you have this mind of Christ or you start thinking like God, then things start getting revealed to you more and more. But did you catch verse 1? It says, you are to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That includes denying your wants and desires of bodily pleasures. At the least, be willing to, if God calls you to do that. God wants you to enjoy life on earth, but your focus is to overcome the world and its sinful desires. In the United States, we are not being openly murdered for our faith. Well, at least not yet. But in some third world countries, they are. People are really being called on to give up their lives. We must have that same commitment if it comes to making that sacrifice in the future. People say either you denounce Christ or lose your head. Are you there? According to this verse, that commitment with our bodies is seen as spiritual worship. We have to be inside. We have to be willing to go all the way. We are basically aliens to the mindset of this world. We are a counterculture to the sinful culture and king of this world, Satan. Every plan and reason for living is to destroy any faith in God and all those who believe in him according to this mindset of this world. We are to conform to the will, the desires of our Father, God, who made us to have dominion and multiply on this earth. That plan has not changed Read the end of the story. Go to Revelation. You'll see, as a matter of fact, most Christians think we're, going to, think we're going to end up in heaven. But it says that the new heaven and Jerusalem are going to come to earth. And then we rule with God here on the new earth. Think about that. If that hasn't been told to you in church, you need to read it yourself. Start studying the word. As help, and like I said, that will help you renew your mind. God didn't call us to do something and then say, oops, Satan messed it up. I guess i got to change my plans. No, he did not. The end is still the same. We will have dominion and reign with him on this earth. If Satan can get you to think otherwise, then he has succeeded in his deception and diversion. If he cannot get you to reject God, he will try to get you to misunderstand what God's will is for you. He wants to make you ineffectual for God. He brings the cares, worries, and desires of this world to sidetrack you. Remember our earlier teaching on the parable of the sower? Your destiny is in God, and God is in your hands. You must choose to put on the character God intended for you. A daily choice. Pick up your cross daily and choose life. Romans 12, 2. 
is the classic statement, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And also in Ephesians, there's something similar. In each case, the issue is the discernment of God's will over and against an opposing and imposing mindset. Renewal, which is related to conversion and regeneration by the Holy Spirit in Romans 8, 9 through 11, is the prerequisite for reaching an understanding of God's will. That's why the Jesus said he must go to send us the Holy Spirit so we can use the Holy Spirit to help change us inside and seek the will of God. The human mind and your act of choosing what to do play a dominant role in responding to God. Jesus affirms the relevance of Deuteronomy 6, 5, where it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. You can find that in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, where Jesus talked about it. If understanding occurs in the mind, it is not surprising that Paul implies that it is with the mind, not the flesh, that God is served. He means that the relationship to God and service or worship involve a complete commitment and act of human free choice or volition. Our way of thinking must agree with God's desires for us. And you must understand that if you are not constantly preventing it from happening, you will drift toward the sinful nature, your human nature. You, it's a continual fight daily. You have to keep telling yourself and believing, remind yourself what you believe and who you are. Philip H. Towner says it this way. From the human perspective, the spiritual life must be sustained by the conscious decision to maintain communication with and commitment to God. Thus, in a very real sense, willing to act, thinking, and deciding all come under the category of the human power of the mind. People must make a decision about God, and volition is clearly involved. Remember what volition is. That's choosing to act or make a decision of the of the will. And though renewal of enlightenment is required for this power to be used effectively, and the other possibility clearly exists, it remains the human responsibility to make the godly decision. Your mind, you get to choose. Remember we talked about your conscious decisions can override all those pre-programmed things, all that enjoyment you had in going out and partying and the sinful nature of the the joys of the flesh and so forth. All of those have been pre-programmed in you now and in your subconscious, but you have to use your mind, your consciousness to daily make the choices to be what God wants you to be. And then slowly you will overcome those powers. It will get easier as you go. The more you do it, the more Christ-like you become, the easier it will be to make those daily decisions. Loving God with Your Mind by Arlen Hultgren. Um, He wrote Paul's letter to Romans. It's a commentary. And in it he said, If we are to love God with our minds, we must affirm the importance of thinking as a Christian and the hard work it takes to develop our minds. That is why the Apostle Paul puts such stress on mind renewal in Romans 12 too. According to the Apostle, If we are going to avoid conformity to the world and if we are going to know the will of God, it will be through the renewal of the mind. 
The mind is the place where ideas start. If we think biblically, our ideas will be God-honoring, but the mind also is the place of basic attitudes and dispositions. If the mind is renewed, according to Scripture, our attitudes will be pleasing to God and not so susceptible to self-centered reactions. Remember, that's one of the major falls that people believe that the marital sin was self-centered by Satan. And then even in Eve, when she chose, because, oh, it looks good, and it's good for me, and it's good for making me wise. Our relationship will improve as we are not so caught up in self and are able to discern situations maturely, accurately, and with compassion. I would agree that the key to happiness with God and ourselves in this world is to make ourselves as Christ-like as possible. I would argue that the key to happiness with God and ourselves in this world is to make ourselves as Christ-like as possible. It is not guaranteed to make everyone like you, but it will make you like yourself and make you more committed to your responsibilities as a Christian man or woman. William Hines says this, How is the mind renewed? Let me give you four principles to get you started. And I like these principles because they are similar to what I gave you in an earlier teaching. In fact, those are the ones I gave you on our website. I posted there that you could copy. And then I'll, I'll, I'll try to get these posted also. But he gives us four principles. Number one, get to know God in a richer, deeper way. Begin spending more, much more time in Bible study and reading Christian literature, which takes you deeper in your understanding of God and the Christian life. Christian literature is good, especially history, Christian history and, and, and Hebrew history and thinking as it was back in the Old Testament times. Number two, pray. We must converse with God about the things we are experiencing and the things we are studying. We must ask God to help us think as a Christian and change the old patterns in favor of the truth. We must not underestimate the importance of this great privilege of prayer. Number three, you must begin speaking the truth to yourself. When thoughts come to your mind telling you how inadequate you are, you must begin telling yourself the truth concerning your true identity in Christ. It is more important to know what God says about the situation than to believe some warmed-over lie from the past. But you must also begin to behave in accordance with the truth. Right thinking must be accompanied by right behavior to please God. Get a friend, excuse me, number four, get a friend or a fellowship group together of mature, growing Christians who will be accountable to you and you to them. Learn to speak the truth and love to one another. When you talk about your problems or joys in unbiblical ways, if you are prone to self-pity, you need someone to point out to you the times you slip into why me syndrome. All right, let's start to wind it down a little bit. Back to Philip Towner. What must not be missed in the biblical development of the mind concept is the role of human volition, our choice. That is implied in the relationship between God and human beings. While it is true that renewal is necessary, nowhere does this remove the responsibility from the human being to decide at each point to believe and keep believing God. Through the mind concept, the delicate, though mysterious, balance between divine sovereignty and human responsibility is maintained. 
God may make apprehension of his revelation possible, but the human must decide to employ the mind to so apprehend it. Sanctification in a total personality. Paul speaks about a basic interchange taking place by renewing your mind. Concerning the meaning of this expression, Barclay Newman and Eugene Nida explain. The meaning is that the Christian confession demands that the entire bent of one's mind be changed. The entire clause may be rendered as permit God to change you inside, your inside, by giving you a completely new mind or by making your mind and your heart completely different. As I understand it, the renewing of the mind is not a process that some how stands outside the basic interchange that brings it about. Rather, it is involved in the change. Your mind is involved in changing. The renewing of the mind is involved in the basic interchange. What is the mind? In the English language, the word mind means a couple things. That with which we think and reason. And the mind, in this limited sense, just referred to, plus the heart and the will. It is the use of the word mind that is reflective in the statement, I have made up my mind to serve the Lord. We mean by this that our whole being, mind, heart, and will, is involved in the decision. The Greek word, as Paul is using it, embraces mind, heart, and will. So it will, would be correct in saying that in Romans 12, 2, when Paul speaks of a change in our basic inner nature by the renewing of our mind, he was referring to a basic inner change in our total personality. If it were a perfect Christian world, you would have been brought up by your married mom and dad. They would have begun your Christian training by reading to you while you were still in your mom's womb. You would have grown up praying and probably singing praise and worship as soon as you could talk. Your parents and your extended family would have provided you with godly examples of how couples and families should interact with each other. Your subconscious programming would be filled with proper Christian behavior, love, and an arsenal of functional problem-solving skills. These skills would help you navigate the outside world in whatever environment you find yourself. Then as you go through your life stages, you would influence those around you and eventually find a spouse of similar upbringing. Then the cycle would continue as you emulate the perfect couple and raise the perfect Christian children. Then you would live happily ever after. Congratulations. Sounds like a wonderful situation, but I'm sorry to inform you that the perfect Christian life of peace, love, and mutual understanding does not exist on earth, at least not currently. The skills you learned in your environment growing up set the stage for how you're going to deal with and navigate the situations God allows you to go through in order to become a better human and Christian. The only thing God ever promised you is that he would never leave or forsake you. He did not keep Daniel out of the lion's den or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the furnace, but he was there with them. If you never went through any trials or tribulations, then you would never grow or mature as a Christian. So it's time to grow. You must renew your mind and seek to obey the Word of God. And it starts by changing your attitudes, your behaviors, and ultimately your personality. 
It takes time and extreme commitment, extreme commitment, but it will happen. Here's another secret. If you allow the Spirit to help you renew your mind, ask for help. Don't try to do it by yourself. Ask. Jesus sent the helper here, remember? A counselor. Why not use it? Otherwise, you're just wasting that tool, that blessing. If you ask the Spirit to help renew your mind, you will find that this experience will make other obstacles easier to overcome also. This is probably the hardest thing to do as a Christian, to renew your mind. Because once you get it going, once you get it started, look out, world. Because here we come. Other things will fail in comparison to renewing your mind as far as how hard it is. Everything gets easier after that because you've changed your character. You've changed your likeness. You'll see that as your insides change to reflect the nature of Christ, your outside changes also. And people will notice it. So hang in there. Keep practicing. Take up that cross daily. Take up your attitude daily to change. Little bit by little bit. Don't, don't worry about small failures. We, we still have them. But keep trying. Let the good overtake the bad. Now, May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, after the announcement here, we will have a little bit of music therapy. Thank you for listening to today's teaching. If you would like more information about our podcast and subject matter, or if you would like to leave a comment, go to GodsLoveLanguage.com. Or you may email Joe at jnlo at GodsLoveLanguage.com. All right. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for completing our first series, completing our first series and renewing our minds. Father, help these people. Help everyone become renewed. You be blessed. You receive the glory by the changes we have, the changes we show. Bless everyone here, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Bless my brothers and sisters. They're the reason we are here. Bless you all. Thank you, Lord. Thank the Lord. Raise your hands. Sway back and forth those hands up there. Give God the glory. Close your eyes and give Him praise if you're not driving. Thank you, Lord. You are glorious. You are worthy. You are a reason for living. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience. Help us to be like you. Guide us. Holy Spirit, come and help us. You are our helper, our counselor. Teach us to be renewed. Renew us. Renew our minds. Bless you, Lord. Help us to find our joy on this earth while we wait 
for you to come back. The power of God. Hallelujah, Lord, you're glorious. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Heal the hurting. Heal the depressed. Move your hands. Move your feet. If you feel good, you can feel bad. Thank you. overcome thank you God we love you take care folks